Hello friends, welcome to New Life. And whenever and wherever you're watching this, we're so glad that you're back with us again. I enjoyed last week so much and uh, getting to preach God's word to you for our first service here at New Life Baptist Church. And we're thankful for it. And I'm so glad that you're back today. Now, before we dive into the message, I wanna talk to you about a couple of things before we get started. And we'll let we'll take a minute to let people get on here. But a couple of things that I wanna ask you to do. The first favor, don't worry, it's free. Uh, if you would just take a moment and share uh, share this. If you're on Facebook, share it to your uh, to your timeline. Uh, if you're online, if you're on YouTube, share it with a friend, someone who could uh, benefit from this. Today we're talking about the love of God, and what a wonderful topic to be talking about today with uh, everything that's going on in our society. What a wonderful uh, truth to think about, that Jesus loves you, that Jesus loves me, and we're going to be sharing that. So take a moment and share that with somebody. The second thing that I want to talk to you about that I'm really excited about are some courses that our church is going to be putting out. Uh, two courses we're going to be putting out. One is called Fearless, a biblical prescription to overcoming fear. And we're going to be sharing some truths from God's word uh, on overcoming fear. This is going to be a Monday through Friday. We're going to release uh, five teachings. And I think it's going to be a help and a blessing to you. The second course that we're releasing, I'm really excited about me and my wife. We're going to be, we're going, to be going through this with you. And we're really excited about it. We're calling it Joyful. How to Thrive with Your Family in the Middle of COVID-19. Something that we know is that tensions are getting high at home for a lot of people. And we want to share with you some things, not that we have all the answers, but we're wanting to share with uh, you some things that we're learning, and hopefully it'll be a blessing to you. So if you've shared this post, let's go ahead and dive into God's Word. Last week, we, we started in Mark chapter 5, and we're going to continue there today for part 2 of our series, Personal. So let's go ahead and dive into God's word. Mark chapter five and verse 21, the Bible says, and when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly saying, my little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. And Jesus went with him. Today, we're going to be talking about personal love. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful for your goodness to us and your grace. Thank you that you do indeed love us. And Lord, I ask that you would be with us during this time as we study your word. I ask that you'd speak through me. Uh, I ask that you give me exactly what you want me to say and who and what this person who's watching this needs to hear, what this family needs to hear. Lord, I ask that you bless them wherever they're at, whenever they may be watching. I pray that you just do amazing things in our hearts as a result of what we find in your word. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I remember whenever I was a teenager, uh, me and my family, we went to a conference where a pastor was speaking. Now, this pastor he was well-known around the country. He did a lot of traveling, and people wanted to hear what this pastor had to say. And I remember we went to his conference, and he, he was up there speaking, and he was about to close the night, and he asked my dad to come up to the platform to pray to close the service. Now, that's not a really a big deal, but to me, I'll never forget it for this reason. Now, my name is David Cripps. And uh, right here, you can see on the screen, my name, C-R-I-P-P-S. And the preacher's up there and he says, now I want to invite my good friend, Pastor Crops, to come to the platform and pray. My name is Cripps. And he says, my good friend, Brother Crops. And he says, I love you, brother. I'm so thankful that you're here. <clears throat> now, 
there to me, what was hilarious was that he said how much he loves my dad, what a good friend my dad is, and he doesn't even know his name. And something that I learned from that is a lot of people have a lot of different definitions for the word love. Isn't that true? Uh, there, was a, there was a group of kids that were interviewed and they were asked, what is love? And here's what some of them had to say. One boy said, love is whenever a girl puts on perfume and the boy puts on shaving cologne and they go outside and they smell each other. Uh, another one was, uh, another, another girl said, love is whenever your dog licks your face after you've left him all day. Another kid said, love is what's in the room at Christmas whenever you stop opening your presents and you listen to everybody else. That's love. And you know, some of these uh, definitions of love are funny. Some of them were pretty sweet. I know some of you are on the other side of the camera going, oh. And uh, you know, I love those definitions, but something that I realized is that, you know, some of those kids, they had better ideas or definitions of love than some adults do. Some adults, and maybe you've experienced this, maybe you've, been ex maybe you've experienced someone who's told you that they love you, but their definition of love is what they can get from you, not what they can give. Some love, is very, some love is very selfish. And here in Mark chapter five, what we're going to find is we're going to find how God defines love. And, and he is the perfect person, he's the perfect one to define love because God is love. God, love is not what God does, love is who God is. The Bible says in 1 John 4, 8, he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. So here in Mark chapter five, we're going to see how Jesus loves, and it's going to show us how we can love as well. I hope that as a result of this message, you get two truths. I hope that you understand this at the end. Number one, that God loves you. God loves you deeply. He cares for you deeply. And I hope that you're impacted by that. The second thing that I hope that we learn, our goal as a church is we want to love Jesus, and we want to love like Jesus. And I hope as a result of seeing Jesus's love, that we reflect that love in the lives of those around us. So let's see what Jesus has to say and how Jesus demonstrates love in John 5. John 5, 21. Let's go ahead and read it this together again in verse 21. It says, And when Jesus was passed over again by ship unto the other side, much people gathered unto him, and he was nigh unto the sea. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. And Jesus went with him. So the first thing that we, we learn about Jesus's love is that Jesus's love is selfless. Jesus's love is selfless. Last week, we saw how Jesus healed the maniac of Gadara as he's known. We talked about that demon-possessed man who came to Jesus when Jesus went across the Sea of Galilee, really outside of Israel, and he meets this man who needs his healing. And that's where we left off with Jesus last week. And where we pick up today, Jesus has come back across the sea with his disciples and he lands back in Galilee where really a lot of his ministry took place. And when he gets there, the Bible tells us that there was a crowd that was surrounding him. They were waiting for him. They were, they were excited that he was coming back to where they were. And the crowd is there and they're excited. And here it says, uh, that there was a great crowd, that there was much people. And, and what that means is that really this crowd was overwhelming. They were looking forward to seeing from, Je from to hearing from Jesus. They were looking forward to seeing what Jesus had to say and what he was going to do. 
And here in Mark 5, it tells us that there's a great crowd and there they are around Jesus. And then there's one person who seeks Jesus out. And here's what this teaches us about Jesus's love. We learn, first of all, that Jesus's love is selfless. You see, whenever he comes to the crowd, people are excited. Could you imagine those disciples who are saying, hey, we want Jesus's fame to grow. We want Jesus, we want Jesus to be more popular. Jesus is going to lead our nation. And the more excited that people get, uh, the faster that that happens. Could you imagine if we're, we're getting into election season? Election season is just around the corner. Imagine a presidential candidate who has a big campaign rally and there's a million people around seeing what this presidential candidate has to say. And then whenever he shows up for the rally, one person cries out and is seeking out the presidential candidate's attention. And then that candidate leaves the rally to go help one person. That'd be pretty crazy, wouldn't it? If the candidate just left a million people seeking him out and he goes to help one person. Well, here we are and we see that Jesus, he's surrounded by a crowd, people who, who are celebrating him, people who want to hear from him, people who want to see him do a miracle. Yet when one person with a broken heart, one person who's crying out, Jesus, I need you. Whenever one person cries out to God, God hears and Jesus pays attention to what this man has to say. Jesus's love is selfless. And here we see that this man cries out and he's saying, Jesus, Jairus says uh, in verse number 22, or in verse 23, he says, and besought him greatly saying, my little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay the hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. So we see that this man, Jairus, he comes to Jesus and he says, Jesus, my daughter's dying. Uh, he says, my little daughter, which means that she was probably less than 12 years of age. He says, my daughter's dying. And I know that if you'll come heal her, I know that if you'll come touch her, she will be healed. Jesus, I know that if, if, you'll just, if you'll come with me and spend some time with me, she will be healed. And Jesus leaves the crowd that could, the crowd that could uh, promote him, the crowd that would uh, wanted to cry out to him, the crowd that could have tried to, wanted to lift him up. He left it all to help one person. Now that's selfless. Could I ask you a question this, this week? Is your love selfless? It, the way that you love people, the way that you treat people, would you say that it's selfless or would you say that it's selfish? If I could ask you this way, how are you treating, how are you treating your spouse? Are you treating them in a, in a selfless way? How about, how about your kids? Maybe, maybe around the house, you're spending more time focusing on yourself and your problems than you are on, on a family member's needs. Are you being selfless? Teenager, could I challenge you this week? Be selfless in your relationship with your parents. I know that being stuck in the house, it, it, can, be, it can be overwhelming sometimes. It can be frustrating sometimes when you're, when you're stuck at the house. Could I challenge you this week? Be selfless. Be, do something this week that is, that is loving. Do something that is, that is selfless towards, towards, a, towards a parent, towards a sibling. Let's, let's be selfless. Be sel let's be selfless with our neighbors. Uh, let's reach out to someone. So let me ask you this question. Hey, who can you be selfless towards? Who can you serve? Who can you serve this week? We see that Jesus's love is selfless. But the second truth that we see in this passage is that Jesus's love is unconditional. Jesus's love is unconditional. In verse number 24, it says, And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him. 
Verse 25, And a certain woman which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind him, and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. Straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. So Jesus is going with this man Jairus to go heal his daughter. And on Jesus' way, there's uh, the crowd wants to follow him. The crowd wants to see what he's going to do. And it says that uh, people, were, people were just all around him. They were surrounding him. They were all over him. And he's, and he's on his way. And then all of a sudden, Jesus stops. Jesus stops and he says, hey, someone, someone touched me. And the disciples, their response is, Jesus, <coughs> Jesus, why are you asking who touched you? Uh, right now, you should be asking, who's not touching you? Everyone's around you, Jesus. Why, why do you care? And what we see here is that Jesus turns around and he sees this woman. He sees this woman who's been suffering for a long time. For 12 years, she's been suffering with what the Bible calls an issue of blood. She had a bleeding problem. And, and all of a sudden, Jesus stops and turns his attention to her. Now, here's what's really interesting about that and what this teaches us about, about unconditional love. You see, Jairus was a person who was of influence. This woman was a woman who was bankrupt. It says that she spent all of her money for 12 years. Uh, she spent all of her money trying to get doctors to fix her problem to no avail. So on one hand, you have someone who's potentially wealthy, someone who's influential. On the other hand, you have a woman who's bankrupt. On one hand, in, in the culture and this time, men and women were not viewed as equal. Uh, men were viewed as more valuable, and that wasn't right, and Jesus is showing us here that he views everyone equally. He loves everyone the same. So, but you have a man on this side, and then over here you have, you have a woman. On one hand, you have someone who could maybe potentially help Jesus down the road. This was a religious man. Someone who, someone who had some power in society. On the other hand, you have someone who can't do much, who has, quote unquote, nothing to offer. Yet Jesus' love is unconditional. And we see here in this passage is that Jesus' love, Jesus loves us regardless of our sinfulness. On one hand, we see from Jairus that Jesus loves us despite our sinfulness. You see, at this time, the religious rulers, uh, they, they hated Jesus. They, they spoke against Jesus. They, they tried to trip up Jesus. And, and we don't know this for sure, but in Scripture, most of the religious rulers, like this man Jairus was, they, had, they, they were doing everything they could to make Jesus' life miserable. And there's a good chance that this man had done the same in the past. There's a good chance that this man had, had been critical, had spoken a critical word of Jesus in the past, yet we see that Jesus loves him still. There's no greater demonstration of Jesus' unconditional love than when he hung on the cross. And he said about these people who crucified him, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. 
Jesus's love is unconditional. And I'm so thankful for that because the same people who hung him on the cross, the reason Jesus was there was because they hung him on the cross. And the reason Jesus was on that cross is because my sin and because your sin was on the cross. The Bible says that he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Jesus's love is unconditional. It didn't matter that this person had spoken against him and before Jesus loved him regardless of the way that Jairus was towards him before. And Jesus loves you regardless of the way that you acted towards him before. We see that Jesus loves us despite our sinfulness. And we see that Jesus loves despite our status. Here's this woman. And I, I, we've talked about it up to this point that they're, they're two completely different people with different statuses, with different, uh, different economic classes, viewed differently and valued differently in society, yet Jesus loved and cared for them. And my friend, I'm so thankful that it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter where you come from, it doesn't matter what your background is, Jesus loves you all the same. It doesn't matter if you live in the nicest part of town, it doesn't matter if you don't have a place to call home right now. It doesn't matter if you have money. It doesn't, ma- it, it doesn't matter whether you don't. To Jesus, it doesn't matter whether you are a person that everybody knows or whether nobody knows your name. Jesus loves you all the same. It doesn't matter if you're black or white, rich or poor, gay or straight, all of that stuff, Jesus says, hey, I still love you. We're all broken people. We are all sinful people in need of a savior. And Jesus loves and cares for you. So we see here in this passage, first of all, we saw that Jesus's love is selfless. He left the crowd, the adulation of a crowd to minister to the need of an individual. Then we see that Jesus's love is unconditional. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter if you're churched or unchurched. Jesus loves you and he wants to have a relationship with you. And then finally, we see here at the end of this passage, at the end of our text for today, that Jesus's love is expensive. Jesus's love is expensive. Here it says in verse number 27, when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be made whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Jesus's love is selfless. Jesus's love is unconditional. And Jesus's love is expensive. You see this woman with this, with this problem, she, she would have been viewed as unclean. And she goes to Jesus and she touches his clothes. And then Jesus stops for her. He turns around and he says, who touched me? And the Bible says that he, he knew it because virtue had gone out of him. Now that word, that word virtue, it comes from the word dunamis, where we get our group, where we get our word dynamite. So it's really uh, a word t- speaking of his power, speaking of his strength, speaking of really his very essence. It cost him a cost of himself. Uh, the price was a price that he paid 
for her to be whole. And just like that woman was healed because of the price that Jesus paid, you and I are saved because of the price that Jesus paid. It's not because of our goodness. It's because of his grace. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. It's not your goodness or my goodness. It's all because of Jesus Christ that we are saved because of the price that he paid. This morning I was reading about uh, a little bit just about justice and that idea of the idea of justice. Justice is wrongdoing being punished correctly. You know, God, God is just. Justice has to be served. But you know what else? God is also love. So while justice has to be served, God said, I love you so much that I'll pay the, I'll pay the penalty. We're all sinners. We were born in sin. We live in sin. And because of what Jesus did on the cross, because he was beaten, because he was mocked, because he was crucified for you and for me, Jesus served justice. He paid the price for your sins and for my sins. This woman, Jesus paid the price for her to be healed. This woman received that healing because of faith. Here Jesus says in verse number 34, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Jesus healed her and she received it by faith. That's how we're all saved. That's how we're all forgiven of sin. Jesus paid the price on the cross. We receive it by faith. My friend, I'd like to invite you to put your faith in Jesus Christ. He did everything that needs to be done for you to be forgiven and to have a relationship with God. You just have to receive it by faith. If you'd like to trust Jesus right now, you can pray this prayer with me if you mean it from, my heart, from your heart. If you mean this from your heart, pray, Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I believe that you died on the cross and that you rose again to pay for my sin. I receive you by faith. I ask you to forgive my sin and to give me a relationship with you in Jesus' name, amen. If you receive that by faith, you have been made a child of God. You have been forgiven for your sin and there is nothing more amazing than that. If you've prayed that prayer, you've been forgiven. You have a home in heaven and you have a relationship with God. There's nothing greater than that. As we see, as we see the love of Jesus, one, it, it inspires me, the fact that he loved me so deeply, so selfishly, so unconditionally that he paid that price for me. So how does that impact the way that I live today? There's a story about uh, the king of Persia, his name is Cyrus, and Cyrus had captured this prince and his family, and he brought this prince before him, and he asked this prince, he said, if I will release, if I will release your children, what will you give me? And the man said, if you'll release my children, I will give you my entire kingdom. I will give you everything I have. And he said, if I release your wife, what will you give me? And he said, sir, if you would release my wife, I will give you myself. Cyrus was deeply moved by that gesture and he let the whole family go. As they were on their way home, this prince, he just looked over at his wife and he said, you know, Cyrus, he was, an, he was a nice man. He was quite a handsome king, wasn't he? 
And the wife looked up at him and he said, and she said, you know what, I didn't even notice. I was too busy admiring the man who would give his life for me. And when we understand the depths of love, the depths of that kind of love, it motivates the way that we live. My friend, I'm not talking about a guilt trip. I'm not talking about uh, saying, hey, here's a list of things you have to do in order to receive God's love. No, that's not it at all. But whenever I understand how much Jesus loved me, that he gave himself for me, then I can't help but love him in return. And I can't help but share that love with everyone else. What amazing love, what powerful love. Now this week, let's go live like we're loved by Jesus and let's love other people like he loves you. Father, thank you for this opportunity that we've had to study your word. And I pray that you be with every listener, every every person who's viewing uh, this service right now. I pray that you'd help us to be uh, to, to love you more and to love other people like you have loved us. Help us to love selflessly. Help us to love unconditionally. Help us to love uh, and give of ourselves. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.